Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw. And tonight on Between the Covers, I'm speaking with author Gavin Pierce. And Gavin is a former company executive who, in his early working life, worked in rural South Africa, assisting underprivileged communities to set up their own businesses. He has contributed to a number of hereditary organizations, both based in the United States and in South Africa. His first book, released through Shoreline Publishing, is Searching for Yay Yay. Hello, Gavin. Good evening, and thank you for joining me. Thank you, Brad. Good, good evening. And Gavin, uh, it's great to have you on here. This is such a, a, an awesome book that you've created and, and written, and I'd love you to tell everybody listening, what are they going to expect when they really get hold of this book? What are you hoping they enjoy? Yes. Thank you, Brad. Uh, look, it's at, at its heart, it's it's a story of of our two families, my wife and my family, and uh, it's I guess it had its genesis in uh, us looking at our ancestry and tracking back uh, through the generations and uh, finding some quite astounding uh, things in the history of of the families and. Um, so that's that's the core of the book, but in essence, it uh, is based on three hundred odd years of our family history. Uh, really, the European colonization, I guess, of of the rest of the world, and um, our families were either part of that or otherwise were subject to uh, the the impact of of the European colonization. Uh, yeah. We. As, as you said, Brad, I, I worked in uh, rural um, South Africa with uh, disadvantaged people, and one of the things that I learned from them, I guess, one of the the lessons, life lessons I, I got from them was just the resilience of the ordinary people, the poor and the powerless, and their sense of humor. So what I've attempted to do in this book is to introduce as much humor as I can because the subject matter can be a bit dark, mm. but it's told with humility and, and with humour, and I, I hope that that comes through uh, in the book. Good, good. Now, I mean, as you say earlier, there's 300 years of, of family uh, structures and, and, and history. How did you go about researching this this process? And I guess if in reflection earlier on, if you'd written this book 20 years ago, would that research availability have been as applicable or easy? <laughs> absolutely not. No, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, it's one of the impacts of the internet, which has had so many, uh, changed our lives so much. But the fact of the matter is that you can now link with people around the world, uh, families around the world, history around the world. You have at your fingertips all of the this information, but also the... Um, you have these uh, genealogy sites such as Ancestry, and there are a number of them. And uh, 
It certainly makes it a lot easier. It's, it's something ancestry could not have survived uh, 20 years ago. It just could not. You know, you need no. uh, the web and, and people making contact to make the whole thing work. And so that really was the start, was in fact with the ancestry. And uh, we, we now subscribe to a number of these, My Heritage and Genie are just another two. Also, mm-hmm. another thing which is fairly uh, modern is the DNA side of uh, things. You know, we, yeah. as we all know, DNA, uh, you didn't even know about DNA when I was growing up, but you certainly yeah. couldn't have your personal DNA tested until quite recently. And yeah. it was the astounding um, uh, results of, of uh, our DNA which really set us on a, a lot of this journey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it is fascinating. It is interesting. I guess you say too, like when you realize these accesses and informations are there, then then of course the eye opening revelations they can create through things you, you wouldn't know or wouldn't have access to information of that sort. Now, yeah. I also, when you were working, you, you, you worked a lot in your career in corporate. Um, and it went into the South African, um, uh, market, which, which exposed you to this, you know, uh, families and situation. What was it like, and I have to ask in a candid way, in the reflection of being from an Australian culture, an English culture, to that third world, what what was your, I guess, your personal revelation or experiences in that process as much too? Yes, well, you know, you almost live in two worlds when you live in a a place like like Africa. You live in a corporate world, uh, which is like the Australian corporate world. And yeah. so you've got businesses that run as they do here with people trying to get on and do uh, the best they can in, in their careers. And then you've got this other world which doesn't have access to that kind of corporate power or or, or uh, even the opportunities often that mm-hmm. the corporation allows, living hand-to-mouth, uh, living, supporting one another because there's nobody else supporting them. Yeah, And so yeah. the contrast you know, is is quite astounding. It's it's something that uh, you certainly in a lot of European countries anyway you you wouldn't see. I guess the only equivalent I'd say here is, and I haven't experienced this. I I really hope to do so, but to go really outback uh, Australia and see how you know those people are, are are living and and see if there are parallels to yeah. what I found in in some. Yeah. I, I, from not a first-hand experience, but from talking to many who have experienced that in a, in outback Australia cultures, yes, I agree. There's probably a, a comparative simulation to to that third world and also, you know, our South African uh, indigenous yeah. uh, cultures. So, in a in a question too, to do that curiosity for re, uh, readers listening, what? Was the title what inspired the title "Searching for Yaya"? Is there what's the meaning in your? All oh, right. Well, it's actually very quite quite simple. Um, <laughs> Yaya was what my grandfather was called, my maternal yeah. grandfather, given uh, that name by his first grandchild who couldn't say "granddad" and it came out Yaya. So the rest of us sort of followed <laughs> suit, and. The theme of Yaya throughout the book is is interesting because he was an he was an anomaly for us. He was an American, a, 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 a man from New York who landed up in Africa, and you know it just seemed so outlandish that an American would come to South Africa in the first place and then stay and 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 make his life there. Yeah. And there was always uh, 
a mystery surrounding his background. You know, there was nothing clear cut. Everybody else in the family we knew, our Scottish ancestry or our Welsh ancestry, whatever, but yeah, it was always a mystery. And without <laughs> sort of exploring that any further because it's in the book, I, I'll leave it at that. But I thought searching for yeah would be the appropriate title. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's engaging. It's thoughtful. It's thinking. What is? And that's the curiosity of it. I like. And uh, when, as you say, when you were were looking at putting this book together, how did you go about the start, the middle, the end? Where? How did you plan to put such a complicated and and potentially convoluted elements of stories into into a book that could be, as you say, a, a reader to an objective outsider who is going to be introduced to this opportunity, this story, or these these efforts? Yes. You know, it's interesting, Brad. I, I have written before. I, I've mm-hmm. written a novella, um, and in doing that, it was a matter of just sitting down every day, treating it as a job because it, I did it mm-hmm. straight after I retired. But this this one almost wrote itself. It's it's quite yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, as we did the research, so the storyline developed, and mm-hmm. I started writing sort of fairly early on in in the process. And only completed it actually whilst we were in lockdown uh, mm, with yeah. COVID, which was an ideal time to take all these notes and really yeah. knock it into shape. So it was actually one of the easiest processes I think I've I've uh, experienced in writing. It was it was not it wasn't hard work. Oh well, that's good. That's good because yeah. it's very well structured, very well thought out. Uh, and maybe you say the lockdown time gave you time to have that ability to focus on the on the writing folk process of this story. Yeah. Uh, there's so much in it as well, um, and it reads so easy. Uh, so it is a, a fascinating work and effort, and I, you know, like full homage to you. Congratulations on its uh, release. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So for you, what was a personal revelation you experienced through the writing of the book? Like as you say, it was your parts of family and things. What 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 did you find quite I guess uh, highlights uh, or an elation. What, what was the yes. moment when you went when when you realized something? You went, "Oh my goodness! Wow, that's amazing to find, and that must yes. be exciting." What, what was that? Well, well, there were a number of them. Uh, the one were, might sound strange to you, but um, how enlightened, in fact, for their time, the mm. Dutch East India Company, which was the company that set up a trading uh, colony in in the Cape. Were you know when when I actually got into the reading of of what they said, uh, because they were talking about slaves and the, their logic was to make slaves into good citizens. So there was almost like a, almost back to the Roman times where you know if you were good enough in in Rome as a slave you could become a Roman citizen. So that yeah. that was a revelation for me. Uh, the other was uh, on the DNA side, um, some mysteries which were inexplicable um, uh, came out. You, you suddenly realised, well, hang on, yeah, that's that's why this is how it is, you know. Yeah. Um, so that, that that was really interesting. I, I would say those those were the two main ones. Um, yeah. There, there's a whole there was a whole lot of mystery around Noli, my wife's. Um, Family, I won't go into that because that's at the mm. core of the, of the uh, book. But uh, yeah. certainly, a lot of revelations. Yeah, wow! And it must have been interesting for your writing process too to reflect into that history and look at how those the the hereditaries and the and the connections to the past lived in those 
periods and times so different to now and how you must have looked at their lives there. Some would have been shorter lifespans. Some would have been more economically affected, more politically. So there must be so much, I guess, uh, information of exploratory to build through understanding the histories of not just yourself but your generations. Yes. Well, you know, that's really interesting, uh, Bradley, because... In, in reading up Nolene's early uh, um, matriarchal line, there were things in there that really resonated with me mm. that I see in Nolene. And, look, it's, it's a bit of a chicken and egg because I don't know how much I've sort of imputed into their character what I see in Nolene mm. and how much it's just that what they did reflected what I think Nolene would yeah. do as well. Yeah. So that that was really – it was one of the lovely – I, I guess things in writing this, I thought, yeah, I understand that. You know, I can Good. see where that came from. You know, yeah, so, uh, yeah, very interesting. And it's interesting how an external exploration can actually have that internal reflection and yes. grow that, grow your own spirit. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I mean, as a question, tongue in cheek, if the people you the exploration you went through history with, if the people in that time and, and that read the book now would they be happy and proud of what you've created and understood i think so i think so you know it's uh, yeah i i'm pretty sure i i think certainly the early people mm. would say okay our, our story has been told it's been told with sympathy it's been told mm-hmm. with hopefully understanding of of what they went through and therefore they they certainly would be happy yeah. i think that the people who were who are i guess even now hard-nosed about, well, no, you know, apartheid wasn't that bad or whatever. They, they won't like it, but they never liked me anyway. When I, when I was protesting <laughs> at university and <laughs> working for the only party who, who stood up against apartheid, we weren't, yeah. I wasn't in the majority anyway, so that's No, it. no, it's usually the way. You've got to have yeah. your antagonists against your protagonists. It makes a good good element of adventure in the life and in the stories. Exactly. No, it is it is uh, an exceptional work. I could talk to you for ages about it. There are so many levels of, of um, thoughts and processes in this in any history, um, and that's why I think this book is so pertinent. And I do ask everybody listening to please reach out, grab a copy of Searching for Yay Yay. It's available everywhere. Books are sold online. You can also request it for your local bookshops or your libraries and support those small businesses as well. But really, get a hold of this book. Understand another another family, another history, and even perhaps be inspired to research and develop your own family uh, histories and explorations because it is a fantastic subject that we are linked. We are part of history in all facets. And I think, uh, yeah, Gavin, you have done a a great job uh, bringing these these to light and uh, made it entertaining, as you say, humorous and uh, engaging and very well written. So congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Brad. Uh, pleasure and for, thanks for joining me tonight um everybody listening please do get out and uh, grab a copy support independent authors enjoy this wonderful uh, adventure through history and thank you for listening on between the covers until next time please stay well stay healthy be nice to each other and we'll talk again on the next podcast thank you and good night we hope you enjoyed this episode of between the covers produced by shoreline publishing